now. <laughs> Uh, so as I was uh, as I was just referencing, I was recently in Boston. Uh, have either of you been to Boston? I have. Did you like? How long ago was it? Um, well, that was a long time ago. Okay. Um, Melly was there, who you nice. guys know. Um, that was in our early twenties. So that was that was a while ago. I'm not going to do the <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do the exact math. <laughs> we don't have to do exact yep. math. We can say a while or not so long. Yep. Or, yeah, uh, Charles, what, what about never, you? Never. No. I might go with Splinter in June. We're contemplating where to go for his birthday. I'm telling you, I, so I spent, uh, I had a, a very good friend of mine who went to college at BU and, uh, I went out and visited her a number of times. And then I had another friend that lived out there, went and visited him. Um, that city was very different when I didn't have any money, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like you were sleeping on somebody's floor mm -hmm. as any travel destination. Would Big be. enough city where yeah. it's a different experience. If yeah. you have a little. Yeah, when we went, there was four pocket. of us, one hotel room. Yeah, like, that, that yep. was it, yep. you know? They uh, we asked them to roll the cot yep. and say we don't have any. Correct. Shit. Yep. <laughs> we did, like, the one over the covers, one under the covers, cut, or one under the sheet, over the sheet, like, sharing a bed kind of You're thing. You're going in the bathtub. Yeah. Get away from me. Yep. There was a lot of, <laughs> lot of that. So I just, I, I, or you I end up there. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a uh, thrice broken noser. Uh, yeah. I definitely thrice have been moved to noser. the bathtub a number of times in a shared mm -hmm. hotel room. Hold on, I'm going to make a note on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to say uh, I was, it absolutely charmed <laughs> the pants off me. That place was incredible. We drove up to Portland, Maine and then drove back down and spent three days in Boston and uh, I could not believe how clean the city was. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful weather day, so that or weather weekend, so that also helps. Like when everything is like magical and sixty-four degrees and a, a light breeze, that's kind of nice. Yes. But uh, the food scene was obviously incredible. Like it was just, it was amazing. And I feel like, at least on our show, we've talked a lot about New York and Chicago and some other cities. I would absolutely put everything that we ate on par with that. Everything that we did, the way that. Um, especially with like the Red Sox having Fenway right in the middle of the city. I love any city where the sports is woven right into mm -hmm. the neighborhood. Um, and then like everywhere we went, there was music going on. It was, it was just great. And I feel like Boston doesn't get enough love outside of when people are talking about like historical right. reasons to go there. Well, when we went, um, we knew somebody that worked at Fenway and so we got a tour. <sighs> and so it was, nice. you know, it was not a game day and he brought us in and it was kind of like, that movie moment, like you walk up the stairs and it was just like, ah, and it was, oh, I get it. I get why this is so cool and yeah. why people talk about it the way it is. It was, it was very, very cool. It took us down in the field and we got to see all that stuff when nobody else was there. That, it was awesome. Yeah. So I had a very similar experience. Um, the first trip out there was a road trip with my uh, surrogate older sister in college, Sarah Splice. Uh, Sarah, if you're listening, uh, I hope you don't mind me telling this story. And uh, we, she's a huge baseball fan, and so I love. Just one of the times you broke your nose. No, thankfully not. <laughs> uh, you know, so we were walking by Fenway, and, and again, not a game day. There was an adorable old man sitting outside, and then like the garage door was open, and you could see into the park. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Oh, I'm charming." <laughs> and I went over there, and Act I gave like him in there. Yeah, situation. I gave him like a two minute spiel of just like, "Hey." You know, we really thought it would work out to see a game. It just didn't work out schedule-wise. We'd love to be able to see you know, the park and da -da. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't we don't really do that. Like, da -da -da. so I came back, and Sarah uh, uh, is a very attractive woman, and she just laughed at me, and uh, she changed how her shirt was sitting on her uh, shoulders a little bit, shall we say? And then she went back <laughs> over, and I still don't know what she said to him, but he shot up like an arrow and was like, "Please come, 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 come." And then brought us in. And oh my we god! Got, we got. And a, you just dragged your feet all the way in, like. Oh. 
No, I was impressed. <laughs> I was like, all right. And to this day, it's sort of like the the Bill Murray moment at the end of Lost in Translation. I still don't know what she said, and she just laughs and she said, yeah, "Don't worry about right. it." But we got to again when you are in a an area with that much history. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's how some people feel about like being around, you know, the, the, the route that Paul Revere ran, all of that. That was it for me. Like it was hard to not, I don't, I don't care about the Red Sox as a team, but man, it was really hard not to feel kind of in awe of. You appreciate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a hundred plus years of, of history of humans getting a break in whatever is going on in their lives, getting to go and sit and, you know, have some popcorn or peanuts or beers or whatever and look at this exact thing that I'm looking at. And it was it was it was very wonderful to get to walk by there again and still feel that way. Uh, definitely tried again. Did not did not get let in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> was like, but it was a game day and it was like two hours. Before right. I came. I'm like, do I need a ticket? And he goes, come on, pal. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> That was fun. Anyway, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? You don't know me? Where are we? From the time you didn't yeah. let me in? It's me. We're old friends, aren't we? Well, uh, uh, to those of you listening out there, uh, hopefully, again, you recognize two of these voices. Or actually, you might recognize all three. Uh, it's kind of fun to have somebody whose voice m is more well-known than either of ours. Uh, but uh, I am Ben Quam, and across from me is uh, our co-host, Mr. Charles Wad. Yes. Here he is. Uh, and the third voice that you've been listening to, I would love for you to introduce yourself uh, and let everybody know a little bit of why you sound familiar to them. Uh, well, my real name is Barb Naren. Um, I'm Lil B on KFAN. I'm Barbara K on Cities 97.1. I'm Burb to all the sales guys in the office, um, but I work for iHeartRadio here in Minneapolis. Does it ever is is it ever tough for you to remember which personality is where, which nickname is where? Um, no, it generally it comes with the tone. It depends on how they're saying my name. If somebody uses my real name, I know like there's a fire to put out. Come quickly. Um, but I've only allowed maybe two sales guys in my entire career call me Barbie. Oh, so please don't call me that. Yeah. Um, but I like them, so they could. Um, I start going with Barbara now. Like when I call and make appointments, yeah. you know, I say Barbara because Barb is like your 80 year old great aunt. And so it's just not very sexy. Like try picking up dudes in your twenties with that name. It's, I mean, it's awful. A lot of like, Oh, that's my grandma's name. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> like that happened a lot not exaggerating a lot. Um, I, so yeah, it's funny that you say that with your name though, because I am very offended if there are two people on earth that I allow to call me Benji. Uh, and it's because mm -hmm. they've earned it through longevity mm -hmm. of friendship. Uh, and I have dabbled recently with whether or not I want to use Benjamin as, cause it, it, I feel like a full name does sound a little bit m for some reason more professional, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's like our last episode, Daniel Wellendorf was yeah. not always a Daniel. Yeah. It was actually about a year ago for one of the owners of modest brewing company. It was, uh, not till a year ago that he started saying, please call me Daniel. And I obliged. I think people thought he was kidding, but I was like, absolutely. You want me to call you Daniel? You're Daniel now. I like your idea, Barb, of doing the, uh, when I make an appointment or something. Yeah. Like, like uh, this is Mr. Benjamin Kwong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I'm into that. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm still on the train of trying to get people to just use my initials and my last name. Because <laughs> yeah. Kwong is just so much more fun to yell. Benjamin Kwong Esquire is what you should say. I, oh, I, I like that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to do, I got to go to the Bill S. Preston School of Law and then I'll figure that out. Uh, I, we've talked about this before. Were you ever anything but Charles? No. No. When I was a child, I told my friends to call me Chaz because it was the fucking That's 90s. what it was. <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s, I wanted to be a Chaz. I had the spike hair and all. But uh, it didn't really stick. 
And Mike used to call me Chaz, and he did that of his own volition. So only person to ever do it under quiet. There we go. Horizon, like, hey, could you call me Chaz? Uh, and I had I had one high school friend that called me Chuck. I am absolutely not a Chuck, but I had one high school friend that called me Chuck, and maybe one friend. My friend Bay, who is my oldest friend, she used to occasionally call me Charlie, but I'm a Charles. Sure. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, you don't get to play with our names. <laughs> <laughs> I might tell you that this is a new thing, but please keep keep my name the way that I'm asking. <laughs> For sure. Isn't Charles one of those names, though, where like each one has like a built-in identity? A Chuck, a Charlie, yes. and a Charles yep. are entirely different yep. human beings. And I could, when you said I was a Chaz, I could picture that. Absolutely. But you don't look like a Charlie. Good. You can't pull that I'd off. I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I feel like the closest that I could see to you being a Barbie would be like as an alter ego on like a night in Nashville. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Like all Maybe of a sudden, shine in an elevator with Melly. Maybe. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. <laughs> well, you know, like like develop a slight Southern affectation to right. things that you say, like yeah. I'm Barbie, but yeah. just for the night. <laughs> just for the night. When the yeah. when the outfit is on and like. Yep, <laughs> it's back to Barb. Yeah. <laughs> Good old sexy Barb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're switching it up a little bit from our normal format. Uh, we, instead of doing uh, shots of, of a spirit, we're going to do some red wines. So uh, the first one that we busted out was the uh, Francis Coppola 2019 Black Label Claret. It's uh, I just big, juicy, easy mm -hmm. drinking. Uh, hopefully we'll get some purple teeth going on. But uh, mm -hmm. when I texted Charles about that, it was like, yeah, we haven't done a red wine episode yet. We've been really, so I like to stick to the formula of spirits more often than not. It doesn't, you know, rules are made to be broken. Where we're going, there are no rules. We, we like to say that on this program. It's true. So I, it, it's, it's sort of ironic what I told Quam today. Well, we've been good about doing spirits lately so we can be naughty and drink wine. Yes. <laughs> this is the naughty thing to do. This is so, we're so dirty. We're really going in the back of we're mom's really liquor cabinet. <laughs> Barb's liquor cabinet. Barb's liquor Get cabinet. Get the wine out. Yes. Yep. Well, I, you know, in, in my personal life, I would say that I probably drink more red wine than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like I, working in the beer industry, I have to drink beer uh, with, with customers and with friends and with accounts. But at our house, if we're drinking alcohol at all, it's going to be red wine mm -hmm. nine times out of 10. Same. Maybe, maybe a whiskey, uh, like at the end of the night. But if I do that, it's also just one. So it's like, this was kind of nice because I'm like, Yo, this is like a normal evening vibe for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Feels good, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There it is. Sometimes it's like a, a sports competition when we have a bottle of liquor on this program. Yeah, that's true. And then we just rip through it, especially if we have someone on who's a very aggressive drinker. Then we're like, okay. And we're drinking <laughs> beers also. And frequently after, Quam and myself would like smoke a cigar and then drink some more. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. And then we take an Uber home and yeah. we go to bed. And Safety then, first. Yep. And then shake it off and here we go. <laughs> Uh, well, should we, uh, should we cheers this and, and jump into it? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Cheers. Boom. Cheers, guys. Welcome. Let's see. Is this yeah. a me? That is you. This is a me. All right. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to jump into something fun here. I think they can not polarize everybody, but everybody will have an opinion on this. Okay. So Barb, do you have a favorite smell? And what is the worst smell? Good one. And if you, if, again, if you need time to think, just let us know. I might but need a little time. I, I know what my favorite smell okay, is. Okay, what's your favorite? Uh, my Chanel perfume. Ooh, and I'm not a big uh, chance. 
Because it's, it's very. Is that one? It's comes in a pink box. Is it is the liquid pink? Because there's a pink one, a green one. It might be because I remember their. I always remember their French names because I have the the, the green one and the pink one for my wife. That pink one's great. I think that's. It's, I think it, Chance is. The, well, and it's not so one. like again your grandma's perfume. It's it's very subtle. But when I spray it on in the morning, it's like okay, it's just a fresh, nice smell. I love that. I hate the smell of sauerkraut. Really? Like mm. I I hate it. I will gag. I will not come in your home. Wow. Okay. So it. like you would never eat it. No. Like if it's even in the plate, we're not going to be in the no. room kind of thing. And actually I just talked myself out of it. I do hate it. Here's the worst one. <laughs> Greek yogurt. Worst? Really? Okay. Oh, okay. Yogurt, it, yeah. That is spoiled milk. And one of the guys <laughs> I work with, um, Tenaby, who yep. I'm on the air with, yes. <clears throat> eats it every day for lunch. <laughs> and we've done this thing. I don't know why that's, that's very fitting. For oh, you. and oh, you guys, I'm going to gag talking about it. <laughs> we've done this thing where it's like, okay, we need to be more efficient. So we've all moved onto one side of the building and everybody kind of had to move cubes and we had to make room. So now he sits right outside my office. <laughs> it just wafts. I have had the sense of smell like a pregnant woman my entire life. So like before I was pregnant, during, <laughs> I can smell it when he's thinking about opening it. Amazing. And it's, no. and then, and then he leaves it in his garbage can. Of course. But now he gives me a warning, like I'm opening it. It's happening, and I have to leave. <laughs> it is the worst smell of all time. I don't know how anybody eats that. Do, does it sounds it, like you don't like fermenty smells. It's yeah, uh, it's the, just the crowd. It's and the... spoiled milk. <laughs> would you drink spoiled milk out of a jug? No, well, you would not. That's kind of what it is. It, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the smell. So I'm Lebanese. I don't mind the smell of yogurt. But what really stinks about yogurt is when you smell it on someone's breath. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> so I would say the same thing about actual oh. regular milk breath, too. Yes. yes. Like, terrible. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You know the worst breath? Philly cheesesteak breath. 100%, no doubt about it. The I don't combination know. of the peppers, onions, and, and the beef. It's just. It's, I don't know if I've gotten up in somebody's grill after a Philly cheesesteak. Get out over here. Come on. I'll tell you right now that someone I was dating. Uh, ate a Philly cheesesteak when Obama won the presidency and came in for a big old smooch. And I remember it to this day. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a legendary breath smooch right there. You yeah. remember that. That is one of, yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, mm. so, oh. so as this show continues to grow and if once we get our good friend Barry on the show, uh, will you please tell him that, that story? That that's how you remember the, sure. <laughs> the election win? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man. So it, it, regular yogurt, like, like no. a, a yo play. Or don't like need a, any yogurt in my life. Just um, not. It's no, terrible, but yogurt. like Greek yogurt, Worst. you should get slapped in the mouth. A little more punchy, a little punchier. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. gross. <laughs> that sound yes. all the time, oh. every day outside my own office. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere is safe. I do. I do have to admit, there's a. I. I am a huge fan of pranks, and and the longer the prank, the better. There's a little bit of me that wants to find out someday that he never actually liked it. He just found out that you hated it, and, and then, then like, hated put it himself yeah. through that. Uh -huh. Just why he doesn't rinse and recycle the thing? Yeah, it's not it that yep. hard to just run it under hot water <laughs> oh and, then, and then toss it. Right. It's oh, terrible. That's brutal. Uh, all right, Charles. I feel. I felt like when I when I thought of that that, yeah. that you would have something for sure. Well, I got so many answers to both ends of this equation, but that's why we also say in this program you can answer uh, every question a different way on any given day. So today I'm going to say because we're waiting endlessly for spring in the state of Minnesota. I love the smell of rain, mm. and I really miss it right now. Mm -hmm. and we had a little bit of rain recently, and I got some of the smell, but it was still cool enough where you didn't get that like really deep summery rain smell. Yeah. 
but I absolutely adore that smell and I can't wait to have all the windows open and be able to like sit there and read a book and, you know, have a drink and smell the rain through the window. Is it like the, adore that smell. the rain mixed with wet asphalt, like city rain? Or would you say that like if you were at a cabin? Because uh, I yeah, think to me at a, least they're wildly different. They're a little different. There's definitely a difference. I would say mm. I like city rain more because the the rain I smell when I'm in the cabin sometimes has like an off scent to it because it's like lake water mm-hmm. and dead vegetation and stuff. It still smells good. But there's something about, I mean, I grew up in the city. I grew up in Northeast. So like when I, when I smell rain here, it's evocative of the turning of seasons. You know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like, oh man, it's, springtime um we're finally out of out of the the woods as it were with the winter so i really appreciate that uh on that basis so i'm always experiencing that here but i I adore that smell the negative side of the coin there's like a really bad way to go with this which i'm probably gonna avoid (laughs) talking about because it's it's that gross. It's that bad. <laughs> Are we just gonna we're gonna start the show off by inducing a bunch of gags in people's cars on their way to work? <laughs> it, no, it's really bad. Yeah, people will turn the program off if I say this particular scent. But the, so one that came to mind was a memory occurred to me of when I was a kid and I'd walk through, uh, I believe it was Maplewood Mall to get to the arcade, and there was a nail um, salon on the path that I would walk. And I would hold my nose closed as I walked past it because of acetone. So mm. nail polish remover smell, mm-hmm. acetone, which is also uh, an off off flavor in beer. Yep. It's an imperfection in in wine as well. Mm-hmm. That smell is nauseating. If I smell that, and you know, like sometimes you can try to get past it in a beer because it's not very prevalent, but it can be pretty severe. Sure. Uh, and I just. I remember being a kid and trying to walk past the nail salon to get over to the arcade so I could play Killer Instinct 2 and just being like, oh, no. Killer Instinct. <laughs> Ultra combo. God, oh, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, same. Loved it so much, I plugged my nose plugged and your nose past to the yeah. nail salon. It's dedication. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn it. So I was going to say, like, city rain, uh, especially on a coastal city, uh, because that weird mix of of the earthy, salty mm-hmm. seawater, mm-hmm. and then whatever the sharp chemical smell is that comes from when when pavement gets rained on, that mixed together, yeah, I, cement I adore or whatever it. it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to to your perfume thing, when Charles said that, and I thought, well, there is a um, I really like the smell of vanilla, mm. and there is a perfume called uh, Hannah Moray that is a really uh, like it's a vanillin scent, and I really really mm. love it, but an ex wore it and I that scent it's the scent is tied to that person yep. so it's like it's changed for me and um my first time going to Las Vegas after uh we split uh we had a meeting at the Cosmopolitan I think it was the Cosmopolitan and they pipe in a, a scent was it the Cosmopolitan or is it the one that starts with the what's the one that starts with the V because it's, the v. it's yeah. that one yeah every year when I go to Las Vegas the Venetian Yep. No. 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 The ver, ver, um. It sounds like veranda. Yeah. Uh, What's it? It's on the the new end of oh, okay. uh, by Aria. God damn it! And you walk in there. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's hideous. <laughs> it is like, are they using fuel hoses to is pump? It really obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Lot, it's yeah. vanilla, but bad suntan lotion vanilla. So, so the funny, <laughs> oh, the funny guys, part about it's terrible. it. So it's like a Vidara. Ma- it, the Vidara. It's a mass produced scent that's built off of that perfume. 
So it was like a bad version of it. Mm. And so I, I walked into the casino and I was like, I was still looking. Wait, wounds. so do you like it or dislike it? Well, that's gather. what's funny is like, okay. then I walked in and I just started laughing. Cause I was like, I had, I was still single at the time and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then and of the course like we have to stay at a hotel where that scent is everywhere, everywhere. But in like a bad version of it, just like yes. your bad memories. Mm. So just give me <laughs> something that's made with a, like a positive scent with vanilla in it. And I will always be into it. I love vanilla in my whiskeys. I love when I find it in wines. I love it in ice cream. I just think that it's a very, very nice flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't always love it when it's mixed with fruit because I, I can I like them separate. But as far as the scent goes, I just really enjoy the smell of, like a, a, a Madagascar vanilla bean. When we used to, uh, I used to work for a brewery that put a ton of vanilla in and we would all get together for that day. And that was like the best smell ever. Like you're going through literally a kilo of beans. Mm-hmm. And I wished I could just have that with me forever. My worst scent, and uh, I'm not going to go too far down this road because I don't want to gross anybody out, but it's uh, like like bad raw fish. Um, mm. And I, I find it the most often with salmon when uh, people are using salmon in uh, like sashimi or nigiri or when the sushi burrito trend took off for a while. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there is something about that that's form of fishiness that like I love the taste. I'm fine with the texture. If I take too deep of an inhale, I will not be able to swallow. Like my throat will absolutely close up and I can't get it out of my brain. And I've worked at sushi restaurants. It's not the smell of fish. It's a specific smell of fish that hasn't been handled properly and or low grade fish. And I, I can't get past it. And it fucks with me sometimes when I'm at a nice restaurant and I'm waiting for my thing. And then somebody gets the, I don't, all this other stuff is scary. So I'll just get like the salmon thing. And then it wafts over and then that's all mm. I identify with whatever dish I have. And I have a tough, I can't get past it. And I don't, ha- I yeah. don't have a weak gag reflex. Like I'm usually pretty good about everything. That one I can't get past. Yeah. You seem sort of like iffy on fish. Seems like particularly you've mentioned there are types of sushi that you can't do. Yeah. Like, well, cuttlefish, it's like a texture thing. You. Cause like, I just mm. can't get past. You said like fishes that read in the traditional sense, fishier yeah. are problematic for yeah. you. But salmon is the worst. I, I can't, like, even sometimes at the grocery store, I, they're, when they have it on, like, yeah. two, $2 off, so oh, you know yeah. it's been sitting there for oh. a while. <laughs> I can't, I just, mm, no, we're going to either go all the way around or I'm just not going to buy what I needed over yeah. there. And I'm, I'm done with it. Oh, man. But, like, then, like, a really good fresh piece, grilled or, mm-hmm. or even sashimi or nigiri, love it. It's, I, and it's just tough, like, you can't be like, could I... Can I smell your fish before I order? Right. It? <laughs> nobody, That's nobody's what you're supposed it. to do, but is I it? guess it depends on your service. Absolutely. All right. Look at the eyes and ask to smell it. It should smell sweet. It shouldn't smell like. Does that work what in all things? Associate with. Like, oh yeah. So everybody like that's actually how Charles and I met. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> his eyes. Okay. He had a broken nose. Yeah. So, uh, the eyes are clear. <clears throat> oh uh, yeah. I I want to mention this on a recording because I've never said it before. But when you're talking about vanilla, one of my favorite words is. The act of scraping a vanilla bean. Do you know what that? I do not. Word is decortication. 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 Wow, Ooh, that's a fun yeah. one. That's it's like fancy. husking or scraping, like something. Uh, Blue told me that when he used to have his Madagascar vanilla yeah. operation, Sugar Mama. Oh, but we we were filming like a promotional video, and he said decortication, and I was like, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, that's uh the the day that we got 
the box of vanilla in, that was just like the best day ever. Mm-hmm. First of all, because it's one of the few things on earth that costs more than any drug you could come up with in that <laughs> volume. Oh my God. And it comes out like bound, literally like a kilo of drugs in, Bundles, in yeah. action movies. Really? Yeah. You pull it out and you're like, this is actually worth more. Like the street value of this is more than Coke or heroin. <laughs> like that's how crazy vanilla beans are. I had are. no idea. It's sadly, it's also kind of dark because it's v- that valuable. It's really, you have to do some research to figure out where you can buy from and get it ethically because it's a pretty gnarly uh, black market for okay. vanilla. But yeah, it's uh, when it's done properly, like to me, that's just the, it's the most beautiful smell. It's it's fantastic. Except at the Vidara. <laughs> Except at Vidara. <laughs> yeah. When you mix it with a bunch of other bullshit because you want to be <laughs> bougie. Blech. Well. Yeah. We should. Cheers. Hey, let me. Oh, you're going to bust into that as well? Yeah. Well, I'm taking a sip anyways. Yeah, go for me it. Me too. All right, topic number two. Barb, what's something that feels illegal but isn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. You guys. <laughs> How do you come up with this stuff? It's this, was a, this was a topic on Reddit or something that okay. I had read a while back, and then I saw it referenced again a couple weeks ago, so I added it to my crazy document of prospective questions. The funny thing about this is, if someone says one, you'll think about that direction yeah. of, of thinking, but you could go so many different directions with this. Cause there's a, we feel naturally guilty, especially as Minnesotans about mm-hmm. a lot of things. Everything. Where yeah. Like, yeah. Is this illegal? <laughs> uh, I have an answer if you want to. Yeah. You guys yeah, go first. Uh, I got to think on this one. This is a, a new thing for me. Um, the, the Amazon stores where Lord Bezos just knows what you took. Yeah, I I will never feel like Saturday Night Live. So illegal for them. It yeah. feels illegal for them. Well, no, it feels like I'm shoplifting. Oh, it yeah. feels like oh, Absolutely. you feel like yes. you're stealing, or there both, is, or both. Like, you you there, <laughs> I and I'm I'm sure it's some hideous hideous. Uh, like I've given up all of my privacy rights in order to do this. Uh, like I'm sure I'm you know I'm signing up for eight thousand different things to track me. But going in <laughs> and you just grab whatever you yes. want and then you walk out. And there's no, like, you don't check anything out. Mm-hmm. You don't right. do anything. You just it just knows out. what you grab. Let me ask you a quick follow-up question. Did you feel that way the first time you did self-checkout? And Barb, also, did, did you feel that way the first time you did self-checkout, however long ago that was? Um, I don't remember feeling that way. I remember okay. being annoyed at everybody else who didn't know how to do yes. self-checkout. Oh, yeah, that was in the self-checkout line. For sure. But my husband <laughs> works, like, in the grocery industry, like, platform, you know, mm. e-commerce stuff. And some of his stores do that. And I say to him every time, how are, how are you making sure, like, how are people not stealing from you? And he's like, you just, they probably are. But right, a you, little, but it's right. mostly the savings on labor right. versus the honor system. Right. That's my understanding is that they're okay if you ring in uh, pine nuts as sunflower seeds because they didn't have to pay someone to work that counter. Right. It's that's, crazy to me. That's yeah, actually the same it? way that I felt. I, I, I was doing it because I... I would feel too guilty to just like grab my shit and walk out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was thinking like, am how, I okay? Yeah. Like how on earth, like I always, Someone, I grab the yeah. receipt every time yeah. and like, I did it. Yep. Oh, and I put sure. it in there. Like, yep. just, you swear, swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the grocery store by us now, high, that uh, is a thing. high yeah. dollar amount. That's a hundred percent of thing. I do every time. It's like a longer mm. into the bag, try to make eye contact. Yeah. Right. But um, the grocery store by me. Yeah. Like ribbon out. gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah. You're twirling. <laughs> Side. 
up on the top. Could somebody play some soft jazz for me yeah. right now? Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the grocery store closest to my house now, uh, the high end proteins. You you get a, a label. You pick out which ones you want. Mm-hmm. You get a label. And then after you've paid for it, you have to go back and grab okay. it. Okay. Because they had too many people walking out with yeah. steaks and lobster and all that. For sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's right. a new new policy for high That's like the inverse. Yeah. The so then I'm like, well, now I'm actually wasting charge. time because you have to walk all the way to the front yeah. to check everything yeah. out. And then you bag all your groceries and then you have to Miss walk with that. all the way back to get your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely, <laughs> that was that was tough. The I, I promise you, if you have the experience, like, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends uh, in Boston was telling us that the um, the newer areas at the wherever the Bruins play, they have one there too, where you can just grab stuff and then you walk out. Yeah, she's like every time it feels like I'm stealing f- and just eating food. Like somebody's gonna tackle me. Yeah, and be like, you gotta pay for that hot dog. And like, no, just boom, just do it. Just grab it. It's crazy to me. I, I just it Plus feels the hot dog costs them nine cents. So for the liability yeah. of someone tackling you. They'd much rather you steal a hot dog. Just take the damn hot dog. Yeah, just yeah. take the fucking hot dog. You need it more than I do, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Get those lips and assholes off your lips, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I, have a, I have a tough time with that. The only other thing that I could think of was whenever I use a dispensary in a state where marijuana is legal, I still uh, feel like confusing. naughty. No, I feel naughty. Right. Like, I'm like, feels, ooh, here we right. go. Yeah, but and I... Like, the adjustment. Like, wait yeah. a second. Yeah, so we did... And I don't... I've never been in a dispensary. I can't get myself to do it. Call me what you want. But this is... So I'm maybe I'll use that as my answer. So we went to Napa for a girl's trip a couple of years ago. And on the way back from one of them... Couple of the gals was like, let's stop at this dispensary. I wouldn't go in. I, I sat in the car because yeah. I was like, I, I just, I can't do it. I don't feel right about it. Yeah. So then I sat in the car and it wasn't in the best area to the point where I looked around and I'm like, I probably should have gotten in. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I should be sitting out here by myself <laughs> waiting. And people kept going in after them and then coming out before them. And it was like, what is happening? I'm sitting there? in this car, but, mm-hmm. but I, I cannot bring myself to go in. Oh, see, insert yeah. jokes, make fun who, of me, but I can't do it. It's the people who get their regular order. Another number five, Steve? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Steve. It. Yep. There you go. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I, I love it because I want the full experience because that's literally something that we don't get here. So like, I want to embrace all of the illegalities. Like I feel like a, like a 19 year old drinking in Canada. Right. When I get to go in there mm. and like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> and then my new game that my, my wrong here, huh? yeah, my wife <laughs> figured out is look around the place for who did the high math. Cause there's always some weird deal where you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And then you look around and you're like, Oh yeah, well everybody here is I, somebody <laughs> just screwed that up. Like the, the, when we were out in Colorado, it was uh, one joint, it was one joint for $10 or four joints for 20. And I was like, what? That's a, I mean, cool. That's a great deal. But like, that's a weird scale up from there. You're literally getting the deal. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I just was, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, I, I know who did that math. All of you. (laughs) Steve. Yeah. Like everyone, like the outfit, the outfit was tie dye. Like, okay, I get it. Like somebody's like, I don't know, man, like 20. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Punch it in. So then, of course, I bought it. Like the whole way home, I'm just like looking at all my little joints that I bought. Got them. <laughs> way so, to stick it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I paid taxes on that shit. Oh. <laughs> State taxes, though. Yeah. Uh, Charles, what about you? So I'm gonna do this two ways because I'm gonna tell you a crime for other people in my presence, 
People who take their fucking shoes and socks off on an airplane. Oh, done. It's a crime. Should be illegal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So that's that's that real quick. Uh, for me, the thing this is this is just a thing. But every time I buy something online, I look for promo codes. Yes. And I almost always find one, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, they're going to know that I didn't get this by natural means. So <laughs> I'm on your illegal. mailing yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, it feels illegal. But, man, I think if you don't do that, you're You're fine. You and every suburban mom in the world are doing that. It's yeah. totally fine. Oh, yeah. Use I those promo codes, it. son. I, like, actually, I actively feel like I, I pulled one over. Oh, yeah. But it's it, you got to do it. You have to. You got to do it. But it feels it feels a little bit like what you're doing. You spend more time searching for the promo codes than you do shopping for your items. That's totally. Because yeah. yeah. they, yeah. they have them don't work. It's yeah. Like 100% yep. today, you lying motherfuckers. Yeah, they lie. <laughs> this does not work. I was actually uh, telling a client today, I'd already had this question sorted out, but I was telling a client today, uh, it's a uh, Oromo food producer and they make hummus. I was telling her that if they do samples... At when they're they have the farmers market stands, they do samples. Their conversion rate is going to be a thousand times higher because Minnesotans can't have a sample, good or not, and it is good stuff. But good or not, they're going to feel like, well, now you've given me a taste. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to buy it. It's like the grocery store yep. guilt when you have a sample from somebody. They give you the little Johnsonville brat, and you're like, I don't give a shit. No, I just walk right by them at Costco. Don't you even worry yep. about that. You Spin put move. yep, put your head down. Yep. Right. You. <laughs> I bring, yep, I bring my daughter for she goes for the samples and you just put your head down. Don't, don't look at her. Don't Don't look at her. Just take the artichoke dip and don't look at her. Don't look at Helen in the face because they're all Helens. Yeah. And if you do, (laughs) then you have to make up an excuse on why you're not going to get it. Yeah. We will get it next time. Do this to me. Yeah. Super great for Easter. You're right, Helen. I'll be back. (laughs) I'm sorry, Helen. Bye. You hear them (laughs) sobbing as you fade away. (laughs) I just can't get a sale. I didn't know they got commissions on Johnsonville breakfast sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Can I throw out one that just should be illegal, but it isn't? Like, I just want it desperately. That qualifies. Okay. Uh, So on my way here, uh, I took a a weird route because I had to pick up a tablecloth. And, uh, Which looks lovely. It does. I, it's, it's nice. Thank you very much, yeah. Laura Hennessy. Uh, on uh, on my way there, I was coming. There's like a, a a natural bend in the road, and there are two people with their dogs walking their dogs. Super fine with that. Both of them out a little bit too far into the road on either side. Mm-hmm. Enough so I would have to like slow all the way down to make sure I don't hit either dog or person. Both of them looking in opposite directions talking into their phones on speaker with no headphones. So just uh, doing the thing where the, the phone sits flat in your hand and you yell into it yeah. from three inches away and then you sort of aim it towards your ear to listen to the response. Every one of these comes with headphones. Mm-hmm. Every one of They're not the greatest headphones. They come with headphones. Yep. There are myriad headphones out there that are incredibly affordable. They have wires. They don't. They go in your ears. They go over your ears. Stop talking to people like that. Or listening to videos at full volume, full volume. Yes. in public. I, I like it makes me so <laughs> like mad. Watching and, a show in the airport. Yes. Like watching Netflix. Yeah. I'm just like, I haven't seen this episode. La, la, yeah. yeah. There's a guy 40 feet away yeah. is watching some. And they were watching s- Ozark on his phone. They were so engrossed in the conversations <laughs> that neither one of them even noticed that there was a car coming, A, B, that both of their dogs were pulling into the middle of the road. They were just standing, staring yeah. off, yelling. And I, oh, I was so mad and I just thought about after being in the airport a bunch in the last few days, everyone doing that at the airport, like people sitting in a packed bar, Mm -hmm. everyone else 
AirPods in, talking quietly, whatever. And then there's always one or two dudes just crushing some bullshit light beer and shots yep. of Jägermeister yelling. Yell talking. Yell talking. Or the like the triple pour of bad Chardonnay. Yeah. Just sitting there like, well, did you did you tell her that? Did you tell you should tell her this? Like, <laughs> oh my God. This conversation is going nowhere. You're gonna take this onto the plane with you. I I just want that to be illegal. Yeah, that's gotta be done. Noise pollution. Clean up your ear litter. Plug them in. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. I'll drink you that. Boom. This one's nice. What is, what is that again? I don't even remember what it is. Sandpoint? The Sandpoint. Yeah. Mm. Little 2020 California cab. Mm-hmm. This one's a little spicier. It is. A little herbal, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Spicy. <laughs> All right. Uh, topic number three. As we, in Minnesota, allegedly are rolling into warmer times, mm-hmm. uh, is there a summer drink or a summer food dish that you are looking the most forward to? Is there something that you bust out in the summer times? Is there something that you are seasonal about when you consume it that you really, really dig? Well, I don't know if there's something... I'm trying to think. One, I just make everybody drink outside. Yes. What, like, it's... Everybody makes fun of me. There's a story from back in the day when we were all single working at the radio station and we would, we had a softball team and it was the fall. It was October and it was, it was freezing, but it hadn't snowed yet. And after the game, we would go to majors, RIP. RIP. Um, and it was like, guys, we're sitting on the patio and everybody still met, like we were sitting out there in jackets freezing, but it was like, this isn't going to happen for however many more months yes. we're sitting on the, I don't care if it's 32 degrees, we're sitting outside and we're drinking. Um, but my new favorite drink. I think it's over here. Um, you guys will probably know. It might start with a T. It's got like the greenhouse kind of things to sit out in the parking lot in the wintertime. It's in this area. I remember driving. Um, I can't think of what it's called. But they've got these cool little glass kind of setups in the parking lot for you to sit. In there. You know, can fit like five, six people sure. in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of where that is. They the have like. Domes, the little Yeah. Yep. Like the Freehouse had those. But I'm trying to think of what, who did over here. Like everything. <laughs> Yeah. All the different I'm, weird configurations uh, yeah. during COVID. It's just, I, and that's why, but right. they had this, I think it was called the dirty Shirley. Ooh, I like the name. And it was fantastic. There were strawberries floating in it. Um, in a good way, in a good way, yeah. not in the not moonshine in the elevator Gentry way, bullshit. not that way that burned <laughs> pure gasoline. Um, but it was, I like a really tart drink and I just feel like mm. I can't get those places. Yes. I'll go somewhere and say, I just want something really tart. And I'm always disappointed. Mm-hmm. This place had it. Beautiful. I'll be going back there. All right. right we will, we'll figure out what that is. We're going to have to sauce that out. Yeah. In mm-hmm. this area, someone tell us. Someone email us or DM us or something yeah, if you can know. think of that. It's probably a mile it. from here. Perfect. I can't. Yeah. All right. The dirty Shirley, guys. You got to do it. I love it. Don't feel so bad. Like Shirley's a, fine. It's like a Shirley temple, but with alcohol. Yes. Right? Um, yeah. But they really good with the fruit and just all of it. It was so good. Well, that's the nice part is because actual strawberries are tart. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have strawberry flavoring, which usually ends up being mostly jackfruit and sugar, which is that sweet, like bubblegum strawberry taste. But an actual strawberry, what I love about them is that they have a ton of acid in mm-hmm. it. Like I love doing things with that. That's why it works in like pies and such, because then it's not just a sugar bond. There's like sweet and tart together, and yeah. I love that combo. I'm now I got to figure that out. Are you, are you just typing in "dirty Shirley" because I want to know what comes up when well, you type that in? Well, <laughs> oh, I better not. That's <laughs> private. Incognito on my office Wi-Fi. But yeah, don't mind if I do. <laughs> it's all right. I own the place. I can. What you, who's gonna get you in trouble? I guess I'm looking it up. Oh, there's uh, this is an actual cocktail though because "dirty Shirley" came up among 
um, just as recipes for various uh, drink sites. Mm-hmm. Do any of yeah. them involve strawberries? Uh, no, because it's the sh- there are surely temples with booze in it. So oh. they probably the one that you had may have been just like a version. There. Yeah, because sure. you know instead of the maraschino, it, so maybe go, they decided to framboise strawberry. Yeah, yeah, all right, so good. Yeah, and actually, a- um, we, I just tried the Stoli Doli. Oh yeah, at Capitol Grill. Dear God, oh, I, those slip right down, don't they? I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but they're, it's really easy to make at home. Okay, go on. <laughs> so uh, we used to do that. That was a, a thing. I, I To this day, I still don't know who was the first one in Minneapolis to do it. But in the early 2000s, that ran through every nicer bar in okay. the city. And I couldn't believe like like many things in the culinary world, I couldn't believe how easy it was once you pulled back the curtain, but you're really, you're coring and cutting up a pineapple and stacking it in layers. And then you're adding vodka to it. Mm. And that's about it. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Thanks for the recipe. What I will tell you is that it gets sweeter as it goes down because there's more and more juice mm-hmm. pulling out. And so you kind of forget yeah. that you're drinking mostly just booze. Mm-hmm. So just, Proceed with be, caution. Yep, you got to be careful. But you throw that in a fridge, and then you bust that out for the outdoor cocktail yes. party. Yes. Everybody's going to be happy with it. Okay, I'm going to do that. Do to use the entire pineapple, because mm-hmm. that's using the core. Right. But using the skins, if you put the skins in a jar with just sugar, like demerara sugar, mm-hmm. the enzyme in the pineapple will break down that sugar and turn it into a syrup naturally. Correct. And then you strain it, and then you have a pineapple simple syrup. That's, you don't even have to boil or anything. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you guys know this Fun. stuff? Because we're dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah. The way that like <laughs> the way that the way that most people learn like really positive life skills, we've used yeah. all of that brain power to figure right. out different ways to make booze and food taste. Yeah, we're okay, good. That's why. <laughs> and music. There's a lot of <laughs> like there's a lot of hard drive space dedicated to that. Your your outdoor drinking thing though, that is one hundred percent that's a real thing. Yep. And that's kind yeah, of that's one of the up. reasons when I um when I first moved to Norway, it's one of the first concepts that I really grasped onto was Like we have a brewery named after this here in the Twin Cities, but Utapils is literally a word they invented for drinking outdoors. Okay. When you live in a climate where you have to be inside a lot of that, there is a different excitement that comes around drinking in sunshine and sitting. So as soon as it gets warm enough and as soon as that sun is shining, everybody goes for Utapils. And then that just is, you figure out where you're going to have it, where you're going to drink outside. And it doesn't matter what you're drinking. It's the fact that you're drinking outside. Okay. That is a, a legitimate, like that's a cultural thing that happens. So you are, you're onto it. I'm onto it. Yeah. I'm ahead yeah, of my time. Yes. When you have four real seasons too, you have such a deep appreciation for that experience. When you can comfortably sit outdoors. Yes. You drop your shades, you have your cold glass in hand, the sun is bearing down on you and, you're able to enjoy a drink oh. without shivering or shaking yep. or twitching. <laughs> yes. like my hands going numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best. Charles, what's your uh, what's your summer jam? It's gonna be tough for me to pick because of all the ridiculous new equipment I purchased for my outdoor <laughs> yes. kitchen stadium. Uh, I have this crazy new grill. You know, uh, you know those those lists that come out um, like in the the month before Father's Day, where it's like yeah. GQ and Esquire will put out <laughs> yeah. like, top twenty five <laughs> gifts to yes. get like the cooking fella in your life. Yeah, literally, Charles bought the entire list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Every picture you send me, I'm how I so bad. <laughs> Uh, I bought this grill called the Yoder Grill. It's a 48 by 24 grill. It so looks like big. a fucking coffin. Uh, <laughs> it has like an elevator charcoal uh, grate inside of it so you can elevate the heat. I want to cook whole pigs on it. 
suckling pigs. I yeah. have one. I'm probably going to order another two so that I can cook it on there. I got uh, this new. Oh, wait, will you do all three at once and call it three little pigs? Wow. So we'll call it, yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> You can call us that. Only <laughs> listen to Green Jelly. Sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're getting inside. I got a pizza dome called the Gozni Dome. It's like an actual legit big wood burning. Uh, it's a dual fuel pizza dome. It's this huge thing. So I got that going for me. I got the um, Yakitori Grill. Uh, I have an electronic rotisserie for said pigs. Okay. I can put over either of the, either I can either put that in the pizza oven or over the Yoder Grill. I probably got some more shit. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm too excited about spring. Yeah, Emerald, just, tell me more. What else do you have? Uh, <laughs> I just got I just got mad in the winter about like just excitement. Yeah, uh, and also, you know, there was a stretch there where I was being like extra extra careful, and I did nothing social. Mm-hmm. January, I didn't do anything, and so I was really whipped up into a frenzy, fantasizing about warm weather coming and mm-hmm. being able to like be outdoors with my friends. And so it was like every couple of days. Uh, fucking pallet landed in the driveway and Marnie was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So cooking stuff on like any combination of those things. So setting, let's just say that setting up kitchen stadium and like cooking with Tyler or Quam or anybody just like really throwing down and having, having a crazy cookout or 30. I'm going to be like the kid from the 1980s stovetop commercials who will like figure out a way to find out what time I can be at your house just so I can play with all of your toys. I was just picturing your eyes coming up by the side of a table. Yeah. <laughs> or like at the window, you'll just see yeah. like, right. this. Like, <sighs> just give a little fog break. You, you got something cooking? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, what about you, man? Uh, I, am, uh, I have weirdly slid in the last few years into an unabashed love affair with watermelon. Mm. and uh, I'm really trying to do... I, I also am very excited about smoking and grilling everything this summer. Smoke a lot And melon. I'm trying to do Grill more... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, th- that's kind of... That was the last thing that I needed to figure out yeah. was how to get, like, fruit on the smoker, and grilled watermelon absolutely is going to be a thing this year. I'm trying to do more fruits and veggies on there mm-hmm. and balance out my proteins uh, so I'm not always a plus-size model. And uh, <laughs> You uh, still I, got it. Thank you so much. Uh, but I've I've gotten to a point now where like when I buy a watermelon, that's always way too much for like just me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Even for like a child or two, that's that's you get so much. It's a lot, yeah. So the first thing was like, okay, eat some fresh because it's delicious fresh. Mm-hmm. Do a little pinch of like sea salt and chili powder on there, even better. Uh, pickle the rind so you can do things with that. Then uh, I started making cocktail shrubs. So you use um, apple cider vinegar instead of um, like a citrus juice mm-hmm. to give it that tartness. Um, so you mix sugar and apple cider vinegar and you put it over fruit and then let it sit for a day or two and then squish all the fruit through cheesecloth. Okay. And you get this real fruit juice that's super, super tart. And you could make it sweeter if you need to. Um, and then I mix that with soda water or I make cocktails with it mm-hmm. or whatever. So some of it goes to that. And now that's going to be my other chunk is doing some grilled watermelon on that. Yeah. Because last summer it was the summer of grilled Caesar salads. Also absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So trying yeah, to figure absolutely. out where I can bring in a little bit more of that flavor and just give some depth to a flavor that I already really like. But I'm very excited about the summer of watermelon. You should grill some cantaloupe. It's Cantaloupe is great on the grill. Cantaloupe always feels like a... Like a fruit that just should have tried harder. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find a good one. Yeah, like the, cantaloupe like, in Lebanon is like a totally different I was going to say, cantaloupe in Minnesota. I should put that 
asterisk on there. Yeah, you can find a good cantaloupe, but you gotta you gotta knock on them, listen to them like a seashell, roll yeah. it down the floor, see how many times it spins. You know? it's, <laughs> wow. No, it's, please don't do any of those. <laughs> okay, I was like hot. I really do want to see somebody doing that sometime. That would be amazing. But uh, but no, it's like that and honeydew. I the, hate um, honeydew. The the color. We have it less should, flavorful honeydew for sure. Yeah. Well, it just should, you look at it, it should taste better. Yeah. Anything that's that it doesn't, color. Doesn't it doesn't taste like doesn't. anything. No. It's like. Trash. It's just, it's just yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the packing peanuts of the fruit world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It makes the fruit salad look bigger. That's the perfect way to say it. Yes. <laughs> Nobody ever takes it. It's always off to the side. Yeah. In the I'll, bowl, I'll on everyone's it, plates. But I feel like I'm eating it because it's healthy. Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't offend me, but yeah. it just it's not doing anything. No, it's just nothing. I guarantee I do like good cantaloupe, though. I get it. And good fruit totally changes it. But so I'm totally, saying what we sure. get here. I guarantee you, if you had like a barbecue or a get-together at your house, and you put out a bowl of fruit salad, and you put like a, a hidden GoPro over that... People would use their spoon and would figure out the way to get like all the yep. red, like get the berries and get the grapes and get everything else, the kiwi, mm-hmm. yeah. scoop all that out, and then maybe like even put a melon or two back in there. Yeah. Because it's gross. It's I saw some meme about someone saying that the honeydew poisoned everything else with its bullshit styrofoam flavor. Yeah, there it is. That's yeah. what exactly Packing what peanuts, motherfucker. And by the way, there's no good honeydew anywhere because cantaloupe will, your mileage will vary, but honeydew everywhere is a honey don't. Like it's, it's bad. <laughs> don't, don't, don't take it. Honeydew. I, I hope we get a cease and desist from Big Honeydew right now. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, like, they're scanning the radios right now to make sure nobody's besmirching their honey don'ts. I do want to remark this as an actual tip. Don't put your watermelons in the fridge because no amount of watermelon is too much. The problem is that when you put it in the fridge, it's similar to a tomato where there's that enzymatic process that it like gets grainy. Yep. And it has like, it's like an overripe blueberry refrigerated tomatoes and refrigerated watermelon have that weird like grainy granular cardboardy flavor but it, put, which bums if you me can out. help it don't put the watermelon because i really when like you cut it, what are you gonna do? watermelon but yeah it's uh, way right. better if you don't do yeah, that yeah for sure i think yeah. maybe if you like chill it on the fly it's better but once it just the texture changes when yeah you put it i agree with you i've figured that out and i have proven it at my house it tastes better it, the texture is better when you don't put it in the fridge but for whatever reason, I just really enjoy chilled watermelon. I don't I like know. that cold watermelon. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not, like, disastrous. You can still eat it. I just like it better when it hasn't been refrigerated. I feel like this might be the longest melon conversation Yeah, I mean, this recorded. is really, you guys are. <laughs> We're hard-hitting. You really are. Getting the topics that the world wants to talk about. But they're <laughs> scared, too. Because <laughs> of big honey. Man. They won't big touch honeydew. Honey but we honey will. <laughs> we go where other shows won't. Down the melon aisle, and we talk mm-hmm. trash. I'm going to regret that honey don't comment. They're <laughs> coming for me. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, should we cheers? Let's we, cheers. We should. We should cheers. Cheers. Okay, serious question. Did Barb answer the last question? It feels a legal thing. What was it? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And people that don't go on bike paths and bike on the road right next to the bike path. That's one of my big ones. I thought of that. Oh, yeah. when, when you brought For up sure. the people walking, I used to live in Minneapolis right over by Lake Nokomis and they just put in these beautiful <laughs> bike paths everywhere. <laughs> and they would ride on the road, like in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. oh, no, please. Whatever whatever you want to do, go ahead. Next to the bike path. Right. Yeah. They'd get the horn. We I also mean. hate the riding on the sidewalk in a busy city. Yeah. Like, Right. The bike doesn't go on the sidewalk. Right. You should go on the bike path if there is one. If there isn't, then like you can use the lane. Of course, that is legal. But 
if it's rush hour and people are like driving angrily, maybe don't kill yourself. Yeah. Maybe you don't drive in the middle of the road. Right, middle of the road. For the last uh, last few months, I've had this like early morning coffee and go for walks club with a, a couple of fellows that I'm friends with, and uh, three of us got together and we did a walk around Lake Nokomis, mm-hmm. and we almost got run over twice by people who were specifically biking on the walking yeah. path. They have two paths next to each other yep. with the little illustrations of what's mm-hmm. supposed to be on each one. Yeah, and both times, like, are you serious? The shit's right real over there. And. Man, that got the blood boiling enough. Yep. I thought about throwing a shoulder. Yeah. Just being like, what did you learn? Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn here today? And that's the story of the fourth time I broke my nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. The thrice broken nose. <laughs> All right. What do we got here? Am I up to bat? Yeah, number four. Cool. Uh, Barb, sell the Twin Cities as a travel destination to our out-of-town listeners. I love that. This is a really good question because I work with, you know, people in our company that will come in from all different markets and like we go work in Vegas together and we're in New York. And then every time they come here to do a show, they just always say like, you know, what do we have to do when we're here? Like what, what is like the one thing we have to do? And I can never answer it Mm. because they're always coming here generally in the winter for Uh, a show that we do. That's tough. So it's, I'm literally like, I uh, don't want, and I don't want to be like, well, go to the mall of America. <laughs> like, no, no, don't, I, you know, and I love, I love the mall, but like, that's not, that can't be that's not how people. you're experiencing right. the city. Right. And then I always say, you need to come back here when it's warmer. I'll take yeah. you over like to the lakes and we'll go to a like concert outside. And that's the kind of stuff. Like when I think about Minneapolis, Minnesota, I think about being outside, watching music outside, which is always yeah. a big one. Absolutely. Um, going over Lake Nokomis, any of those, like, I love doing that. Um, but that's all I have. So I would love it if you guys could help me add to the list. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to, we're going to compile a mission statement. I will respective visitors. I will throw out. I, I, I say this a lot to people when I, like I have obviously friends kind of all over and you know, Minnesota gets a pretty bum rap. Mm-hmm. We're six hours from anything relevant at least where we are. So I get that we're isolated. I would also say though, like think about when you're coming here, like obviously that's for a work thing. So it's a little bit harder, right? but like I, I wouldn't travel somewhere in the path of hurricanes during hurricane season and then complain mm-hmm. that it wasn't sunny. Enough. Right. You know, like I don't go to Vegas in January and then complain that the pools aren't always open. open. Like, right. You have to know what you're getting into when you go there. I would say absolutely. If you're coming here in the winter, still do stuff outside. There's stuff every weekend that you can do, uh, whether it's uh, like just going on walks on the trails or the myriad fests that we have, beer fests, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then Biggest it's Biggest art festival in human history. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and sometimes that gets rained out, but it's still fun to go and, and just hang out. Get a poncho. Yeah, mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, and then there's the, the lakes, things that I'm always reminded every time I travel anywhere else, how lucky we are to have so much green Right. And so much openness. Now, obviously, in the winter, it's not as green or at all. But still having all of that area where you're not staring at buildings. You're not staring at grid after grid after grid of streets. Mm -hmm. You're not staring at which houses have been turned into McMansions. You can actually just look at, oh, this is a beautiful area to go walking around. Right. Um, I mean, we're in Minneapolis right now with the Mississippi River, literally 30 steps out my back door. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect place for smoking a cigar. 
<laughs> absolutely is. Why do you um, think I've been here for 14 yeah. years? But then, then it's stuff like, uh, you know, going into the most days, the Guthrie is open, mm-hmm. going up, even when it's like as cold as can be, going up and walking out on that proscenium and looking out over uh, a river that built two cities with simply the fact of running water uh, that sustained, you know, myriad centuries slash millennia of indigenous culture. Like I love standing out there and just looking out. Cause again, you're not staring at buildings. You're just kind of staring out at one of the few things that's left from pre all of us mm-hmm. building all of this shit everywhere. I love doing that. And then again, we have a legendary music scene in yeah. this city. We have a legendary theater scene in this city, which I think gets right. slept on a lot. And I just say, look for like, go don't even it might not even be a band that you love. Go, listen to music in a room you haven't been to before. You know, I, I always get floored when I go back to like the seventh street entry or, or fine line or turf club or any of those places, smaller places, kitty cat club, when it fingers crossed reopens, where you're in these cool, funky, small rooms that sound great. Like, and just thinking of the history that's happened in those rooms. I love that. And knowing that that's everywhere, like in such a small city, for us to get almost every major and minor tour to come through here mm-hmm. and still play here, even though tickets are a third of the cost that they are in bigger cities right. and we have less people to compete with. Like, I love that kind of stuff when we, when we have all of that going like Charles, what do you think? I'm going to take this. So Barb, what you said about uh, people being here in the winter mm-hmm. and you saying, Oh, it would be much nicer if you were here when it's warm out. That's a trap I find myself in frequently when I'm traveling to other cities, states, countries, and people say, should I come visit you? It's not, when do I come visit you? It's should I? And it's always come from May to September because it's one of the finest places you can visit during those months. It's fantastic to be there. I also have this sort of uh, devil on the other shoulder thing where I've been doing a lot of traveling over you know the last year in particular to this this last year i've gone to all the major markets essentially for food and beverage and you know collected a bunch of michelin stars and tried a bunch of food and experienced a bunch of cultural things and there are times where i come back from a city like new york city and i say to myself like is this city big enough for me or do i need to be somewhere more permanently that feels like a place that uh is better suited to what i look for out of my leisure experiences but usually after some time, I kind of come back to center and I grow to appreciate what we have here. And we do have a really strong culinary scene yeah. in this city. One of the things that made me sort of uh, think of just how good our culinary scene is right now. Recently, uh, I received my new issue of Art Culinary Magazine. It's from California. It's probably the foremost culinary publication in the United States. It's got a fucking hardcover. Wow. It's and we have there's a um, there are several Minnesotans featured in the magazine and it's not a Minnesota issue it just so happens that that's the case uh, they have a Jorge Guzman spread it's the first thing it's the first uh, article in there I know Gavin's I haven't got all the way through it but I know Gavin Kaysen is featured in there as well kind of makes you say to yourself like wow for the size of our city we do really well for ourselves and we also have a lot of unique things here we've discussed this on the program what Sean Sherman's doing what Yia Vang is doing we have some very unique things happening in the city that you won't even find in the major markets yep. we don't have a sous chef 
at least to my knowledge in New York City, I don't know if that if there's someone of that caliber with that prevalent of, of a presence that's getting national recognition. So to add to our narrative here, uh, the outdoorsiness, the music, we do have a great food scene, great beverage scene. Uh, and it's not necessarily that you got to know where to look. I'd also say that I'm a Northeaster. Minnesota nice is real here. People in Northeast mm-hmm. are like good. They will smile at you. They will lead you in the right direction. They'll point you to the nearest bar. They'll tell you where they would prefer for you to go if you really cared about where you were walking. Uh, so that's something also that like that can still be found. You can still find people who will treat you with kindness as a stranger in this humble city of ours. Can I ask you both a question off of that? Mm-hmm. So there's, I don't know, every three or four months, somebody will post something on social media about how bullshit Minnesota nice is. And then it just, pile on for like you know 200 300 400 different comments people talking Mm -hmm. about it i'm always confused by that because i do think it's true when people travel here like we hold doors and yeah we smile at people we say hello you get friendly service here i think that's a real thing i think trying to pretend that everybody is nice all the time to everyone forever is like saying well i went to california and there were a ton of pretty people and then it turns out some of them are ugly inside like what the fuck (laughs) like why are you surprised about that we're all human beings but like it's true that minnesota nice is a thing when you're just experienced like when you're walking into somewhere that you don't know for the most most part people are pretty nice Mm -hmm. people will you know hey hold on it's not the kindest city that i know of in the u.s but it there is kindness here yeah Portland isn't Portland, Oregon is a creepily friendly city to the point that someone could easily, I told my wife this when we visited there, someone could easily lead me down an alley and just stab me. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be like, Oh no, I thought we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh my God. Portland. Nice motherfucker. <laughs> that was like, that was, I, I just, it kind of baffled me. Cause again, being out uh, on the East coast a lot, they get a bad rap mm-hmm. because, oh, man. Oh, New York City. People are really nice in people New York. People are so <laughs> fucking nice. Like, maybe the problem is you. But, like, people are so nice out there. But you do have to look out. Like, I mm. every now and every time I'm on the East Coast. Oh, it's I a much will, broader scale than what we have. Our yeah. personality scale is right. like yeah. this big. You can't see my <laughs> hands. Small waves. But, yeah. but like, I, every time I will almost walk into a door. Uh, Scandinavia, same way. France, same way. I will almost walk into a door because I'm so used to, like, the, the weird thing where people will yeah, hold it from like it. from too far away yeah. where then you have to pick up your or pace a little bit to like yep. get there. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I'm okay with that. Holding I kind their like... bag of stuff that they only bought because of the samples. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God damn it, Helen. Uh, but that's Helen. like, it cracks me up for me. I, I just think it's, it's funny that that gets so polarizing. It's like, dude, yeah, people are generally friendly here, yeah. but don't think that somehow that means they have to be nice to all, you all, the time all the time for most of your bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, like I want to, I want to put my flag in. Like, let's def, let's do Minnesota nice with an asterisk, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you're a dick. Sometimes, yeah. Well, and I think I know that it's true because again, the people that I work with from other markets, a lot of them are from the East Coast, and they love doing shows here because every time they just say, "Everybody here is so nice. We don't want to go to the, we don't want to go to the next stop because everybody there is going to be an asshole." Like, can we just I'm keep doing we our? Can we just keep yeah. doing in the shows yeah. here? So then that makes me feel kind of proud. Like, okay, yeah. it might be cold as hell here, yeah. but at least they had a good time and they think everybody's nice. That's, you know, for, for years in the, the 2000s, I was doing music booking and that's 
probably my second favorite compliment that I got Mm -hmm. was people would, when they got off the road or the band broke up, I would get texts for years afterwards saying, I just miss the people in Minneapolis. Like, I love that. Yep. And we can also be very cold and, and it's hard to get to know somebody super well if you're not from the area. Yeah. I understand all of that. And those are valid concerns. But I don't think that's an indictment on Minnesota Nice. I think that's what happens sometimes when you do have to shut down for five months a right. year. Like, you're just not out around people as much. And I just think you find a lot of the kindness in the city. Yeah. Because especially service-oriented people that are here that deal with all walks of life and they're accustomed to, you know, the hospitality experience and making sure that people feel comfortable. We have that in spades in the city. And that's for, you know, obviously consumer-facing people in our local service industry. But I also think, like, strangers that you will meet for the most part uh, will, you know, people will wave back. Yeah. People will nod and say hello, good morning. I have, like, on my best days when I'm whistling down the street, like, Mr. fucking Rogers with a cold press in my hand, I like to say hi to people as they pass me by and very seldom have someone not respond. Yep. I agree. Is there anything else you would add, Barb, now that we've put together this incredible narrative of our wonderful city? No, I think I think you guys helped me put together a pretty good list. I'll just remember not to be an asshole. Um, so I can keep up the Minnesota nice vibe. Uh I don't know the I don't know the 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 aged uh group that you're talking about, but uh taking them on a bar crawl during happy hour yeah. through the skyways is so much fun. Okay. Because I always forget that most people are a lot of those bars open. So, uh, yes and no, but you can take the skyways to bars that normally during the winter, you wouldn't want to walk mm-hmm. between. But if you go during happy hour, you can go from like one side of downtown to the other. And the only time you'll have to go outside is when you go down and then go around the corner to go into the restaurant. Okay. So it's fun because you, you get to really feel like you're jumping around, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like you're, you're safe from the elements save for 30 seconds to go from to get, one yeah. public door into a, like a private establishment. But I've done that with a few friends from out of town and that's actually, it's pretty fun. That sounds fun. Cause then you can just kind of like, Oh, do you want to go somewhere nice? Do you want to start somewhere like more sports bar? Do you want to go to an Irish pub? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to a dive bar? And then you just work your way towards and then pick like where you want to end and have dinner. And the, the entire time, like people can bring their coats, but they're just carrying them. Right. You know, you just have to do it. You can't do it late night. <laughs> yeah. Cause they all shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, we're trapped at this bar. <laughs> and for, for anybody out there listening that hasn't been to Minneapolis, uh, our Skyway system is a second story version of above ground tunnels, for lack of a better term, usually window walled uh, to get from building to building to building in Minneapolis's downtown area without having to go outside. So if you're working in one of the buildings and you want to go get lunch somewhere else, you don't have to bring your coat with, you don't have to put boots on. You can just wander it. It's fascinating and hilarious. And I didn't realize until I was in college that other cities don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, actually sort of pseudo futuristic and we don't realize how cool it is. Yeah. And I mean, I mostly disregard it unless I'm parking in a ramp and I got to get over the tar- target center during a blizzard, during a polar vortex. <laughs> <laughs> all all my like, years, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, this is great. This is nice. <laughs> all my years working downtown, it's it's very nostalgic for me. Like I I would spend sure. like just sometimes as someone who worked downtown. Yeah, yeah, spending a lot of my time working in in venues that were open till two in the morning. Uh, when I was there during the day, if anybody's ever been in a a bar's office, it's always the smallest, yes. most claustrophobic, windowless place on yep. earth. So going somewhere where you can walk around is great. And during warm months. Of course, I'd head outside, but in the middle mm-hmm. of winter, sometimes you just want to walk. Mm-hmm. And I could do in a, a a lap during lunch. I could get food and still get 
two plus miles in yeah. and get back and feel like I actually got to like move. Move your body. Yeah. yeah. So just a, a fun thing. And for anybody out there listening, if you've never done that, even if you've lived in the city your whole life, if you've never done that, do it. It's pretty fun. And people are fascinated every time that you say you're doing it. It's great. Absolutely. So cheers yeah. it. Cheers to the Skyway. Yeah, cheers to Skyway and cheers <laughs> to the Twin Cities. <laughs> to hamster tunnels that connect billion-dollar companies. <laughs> See you guys at Mall of America. <laughs> oh, yeah, the mall. So you walk Wasn't around. that an ad campaign? See you at the mall. See you at the mall. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we did invent indoor shopping malls, yeah. so I guess right, there yeah. is a, a point of historical pride-ish. He's not joking, if you're listening to yeah. this and you're not from the state of Minnesota. Southdale Mall, which isn't really... I mean, it's sort of a mall still. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the the OG. That and was the OG. Here it is now. <laughs> Crazy. So uh, this was the the question that I rewrote. Uh, we have ah, we right. have three uh, married humans in this room, mm-hmm. and uh, after uh, finally getting back to traveling, and, and a thrice broken nose and three <laughs> married people. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Everything good comes in threes. Uh, <laughs> I know that Charles, you and Marnie have been traveling recently, and I was just wondering. Uh, when you get to do st- stuff like that, or obviously parenting, you're right next to each other a lot. Is there one thing that you wish that your partner could see through your eyes or experience through your eyes? Is there, whether it's just a mm-hmm. hobby that you like or a, you, you mm-hmm. know that you just look at, because part of yeah. a good partnership is built on seeing things differently. Yeah, I love, totally. if my wife was like me, we would not, I would not be sitting here as married mm-hmm. right now. Like, I can barely stand being around me a lot. So <laughs> yeah. It takes a very different person mm-hmm. to want to be around me. And I'm always fascinated at the way that that she sees things. Right. Sometimes I'm like, yes, I'd never thought about it. Sometimes I'm like, you are a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was wondering if there's anything that you wish you could broadcast to them so they could see it the way that, that you do. Oh, man. Do you want me to go ahead and tackle this? Yeah, yeah do you it. tackle it. Because I'm, I'm going to probably have an unorthodox answer. So we just celebrated seven years together when we were in Chicago. Uh, early in the relationship, like when we were one, two, three years into the relationship, certainly I wish she understood my love of black metal, pro wrestling, certain foods. Now at, you know, th- almost three years married and together seven years, I actually quite appreciate that she sees things that I love differently than I do because I'm not necessarily like I'm more of an opposites attract than a exactly like one another kind of person. I found that out the hard way through my dating life in my twenties and my early thirties. Um, I actually appreciate the contrast. I like that she likes wrestling just a bit, but sometimes I'm going to go with qualm to a wrestling show. I like that she can see how much I love Michelin star restaurants and death metal, but with the food, she kind of gets it, but she'll never get it the way that I get it. And with the death metal, she loves that I, she loves seeing how much I'm enjoying myself, but she's never going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I think that the answer is she can see through my eyes. She just doesn't feel the way that I feel. Yeah. And I like it. I appreciate it because it's something that I think is uh, important for any healthy relationship because there are things that she loves that are not necessarily my thing, but I'm more, I think I'm more the type of person that I love things more because she loves them than she is, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, we're just different that way. I took her to see Nora Jones and I was like, 
I know how much she loves Nora Jones, and that's why I'm taking her to see her it. Her voice is like I'm a gonna, summer breeze. How do you not like it? <laughs> I, 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 I like her a lot more having seen her yeah. in person and appreciated her up close and personal. And then also seeing Marnie's enjoyment of it yeah. made me really appreciate it a lot more. But I don't know if she would answer this the same way that like, it's okay that I have my stuff. Like I always have, I always throw these hilarious terms at her for music that she plays. She's playing this piano shit in the car the other day. And I said, Hey, can we not play a funeral dirge? <laughs> trying, to, trying to get my day kicked off on a positive note. It was just like this really sad piano shit. And I love sad music, but not at 8 a.m. Right. when I'm drinking coffee and I'm like ready to get pumped up and do shit. And she's like, all right. Uh, I tell her some of her music I call Cialis music yeah. because it sounds like it's from a Cialis commercial. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want me to drag the bath, two bathtubs on the front yard? Like, like, like we can hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you dick. <laughs> so that's my answer is that she, I think she can see how much I love things and she can see them through my eyes, but I don't necessarily want her to like them as much as I do because I'm so far past that age where you're like, how can you won't watch football? Right. Me? Yeah. Right. It's okay. You don't well, have no, to watch and football. I, I, I definitely just to clarify, that wasn't where I thought that that wasn't how I intended the question. The Certainly. question was in my, it was like one could observe it that way though. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And you're not wrong. I was, I was thinking of when I asked it, I was thinking of like, if you could take like their brain and have that, mm -hmm. have an experience, the joy that you get when you see something or the excitement or whatever the frustration right like whatever it is through your processing i guess was was more. don't make me do the body swap answer <laughs> okay moving on yeah right. <laughs> my answer is probably very similar to his um i like you my husband is the exact opposite of me and i think he has to be or i we could not be married right. okay i am whole town knows very hot tempered low patience zero to 60 like i get hot he does not so he like you know, like what you were just saying, we he's, he sees too. things he can, he can appreciate it, but he's just yeah. not going to like certain things the way I like them. Sure. He'll, he'll do it if he has to. And he, he's not going to complain. What I wish he would see through my eyes or feel is the panic. And I don't know if you guys have kids. I don't think you we don't do have, not. you do not, not have kids. We're, we're dinks. The, dinks. the anxiety you feel all the time, like my kids are going to get kidnapped. Where are my kids? Are yeah. they lost? Are they okay? Are they happy? Okay. And I think it's just different. And where he's just like, you know, it's a running joke, but guys are always like, they're fine. Everything, it's fine. Okay. It's different. I am panicked 23 hours of the day about my kids. I think that's just what happens. And if, if we go, like I had a dream that I lost my daughter at Costco. I did not take her with me when we went the, that weekend. Sure. Just because, and I wish he could feel yeah. the anxiety that mm. I feel sometimes about being a parent. Because I think, I think the worst is that a way to parent? Probably not. He doesn't think the worst, right. and that's probably not the best either. It's like, can we be? Yeah, but maybe it's also like your natural inclination too. Right. It's not like you're doing this and intentionally. No, he's not doing it intentionally. But there's just or some, you for that. Matter, no, you know? and so I just wish sometimes he would understand the chest tightening, the anxiety mm -hmm. that happens when for a second you don't see where they are, or just the thoughts you have of like, my daughter is going into kindergarten this year. I'm supposed to put her on the, the school bus yeah. and, and think that she's going to get to like, yeah, and, he's just, and he's looking at me like, Hey lady, you're scaring us. Like you're crazy. She's going to be fine. Millions of kids do it. Yeah. I know that, but I'm not a psychopath. The answer you're right. Like, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. The, right. the, val the values meeting in the center. Right. Is probably but just understand <laughs> it just for five minutes so we can talk about it. 
and you can bring me down from 60 to maybe like a cool 45. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just that's what I would like. I like your answer. That's, that's absolutely. That's good. I, you know, honestly, that's something that we can't understand. And, but I, I will say that um, as somebody who deals with depression and anxiety in just everyday life, I hadn't really thought about it, but I would, I, I wouldn't want her to actually experience it. But I do wish that I could like just show like how weird it colors everything. Yeah. Where and it's not all the time. Like I can be easy breezy most of the time. But when shit hits, it's really hard to try and articulate that to somebody who doesn't uh, experience yeah. that mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. of of stress where it's it's internally radiating out of me, but it's not something that I can control. Mm-hmm. And that is that is I, I really I agree with you on that. I really do wish I know it's a different type of anxiety yeah because at the end of the day that's like an invisible ailment right right? it's just hard to express and it's and it's me so there's not another person Mm -hmm. that could possibly be harmed you know like Mm -hmm. that's that's different but uh what i was (laughs) thinking about it was um i love any type of of sport i don't i'm i'm pretty well versed when it comes to um, like the major pro sports in america and i've really been learning a lot more about soccer but honestly like if the Ocho on ESPN, like the novelty channel, if that was a real thing 24 <laughs> hours a day, I would probably watch it more than most humans. Because if you they give- They do show some goofy shit sports yeah. on like ESPN and News. I'm just like, great. if you give me a competition and I can arbitrarily pick one person <laughs> mm-hmm. that I'm cheering for, which then inherently means I'm rooting against someone else. <laughs> 20 bucks I, on red shoes. I yeah. am in. I am fucking in. I watched all 18 holes of the world championship of mini golf and I loved it. I had my own storylines going. Who I would had, not watch that? I, most I didn't know people, it existed, quite frankly. <laughs> I don't, I, it aired I one year and I don't, I don't know, know that, that I've real. seen it since. But I, I just, there are times where I'm like, I don't really, I'm not invested in any of these teams. Hold up, hold up. Do people yell, get in the hole? Yes. There is, yeah, it's real. And Okay, all right, side digression about that. The funny part was in the world championships of mini golf, it came down to one non-hole-in-one. That was it. One guy hit all 18 holes in one. The other guy got 17 and missed one. And the one that he missed was the one when the guy yelled that the loudest. And I thought that was the funniest thing that I'd ever heard. Oh, my God. Because the loudest, get in the hole, was the one that just went... And just rimmed out. It was it was a, just a beautiful comedic moment. But I don't I don't know what it is, and I don't know that it's healthy. But I do wish that she could experience the joy that I feel when I just randomly pick. I'm gonna cheer for that team, yeah, or that guy, or that mm-hmm. woman, and that's my person. I do it in the Olympics. I will watch the weirdest sports. Mm-hmm. I don't care that much about the real ones. Is Jenny zero sports? Zero sports. Okay, so she loves hockey in person. And uh, because I I had my stint as the in arena announcer for the Timberwolves, uh, she has like a little bit of a um, just like a fondness for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we go to a sporting event, it's because she wants uh, to make floppy chips with the easy cheese nachos. Yes, maybe have something else. Have a couple cocktails. We'll walk around. Sure. We'll watch. 40 to 50% of whatever is happening. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like yeah. I love going to baseball games mm-hmm. with her. Cause in the, when, when we're in the, the early sixties and seventies, when the season doesn't really matter that yeah. much yet, I love just wandering around right. as, as I did with yes. you on opening day. Yes. That's my favorite. I love doing that when it gets closer to things mattering. I enjoy it. But outside of, 
a few years ago, I, I just said, I'm not going to let the Vikings like ruin my days anymore. Since then, I don't have a team that I'm like passionate about, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just, I, I feel like for somebody who can be very like, this is good, that's bad. I don't know why that's what it is. Sports should be right there for you. Yes. Just arbitrarily pick something and then that's your thing. So you but, don't get revved up anymore. I mean, I still, also. I get, but I get revved up because I love the idea of this competition. Like I have, right, but I'm saying like local sports teams don't hurt your feelings anymore. Mm -mm. I've gotten better about it, but it's because I know how to calm myself down after the fact. When I, we lost game two, uh, game three. Which one was it where we were leading by 21 and 27? Three. three. Game three. Okay. Oh yeah, because we won game four and it's two two. Okay. So <laughs> after that game, I had that like red hot, can barely breathe, heart racing, pissed off feeling. But then now I have a coping mechanism where I can say, Charles, this literally means nothing in yeah. your day-to-day -day life. Do something else. And I just <laughs> started doing something else. I didn't used to be able to do that. So it's important to me. You got to do what do I do. I just, you get frustrated, but I ordered an iHeart Pet Bev crew neck sweatshirt anyway. There you go. Hit the button. Yep. Throw some money at the problem. Done. That's what you have to nice. do. I, uh, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before, but uh, the the year the Minnesota Miracle with the Vikings, then the next uh, game we got absolutely blown out by Philly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was so irate that I blew off the rest of the things that I had on my docket that day. And I ended up really hurting two good friends of mine's feelings. I skipped something that I shouldn't have skipped that meant a lot to them. And uh, it took like three or four days for us to actually talk about it. And uh, one of my friends, when she was expressing how sad she was, like she got kind of choked up and I couldn't come up with, like, I realized like, I don't have yeah, any reason. Irrational. Like yeah. I was wearing a costume that looked like something people were doing on a, t on a <laughs> television screen. And somehow I felt like I was a, like, that's fun to get swept up in it. But when it affects your world negatively, like, right. that's, it's just gross. And it was just like, at that moment, I realized I would rather be somebody who maybe wasn't all of the passionate. Like, I'm not going to light a car on fire if we ever win a, a championship. Like, that's not me. I'll cheer a lot at a bar, and I'll probably get kind of drunk with my friends. That's about as mm -hmm. far as it goes. And I feel like that's, uh, like, now that I've <laughs> I found this nice little sweet spot where it yeah. can't ruin my day, but I still would love to see the hometown team do something. It's good to care. Yeah. But also you can take yourself out of your own shoes and realize how ridiculous pretty much everything we do is. Correct. Enjoyment of expensive food, even like watching a concert. If you think of the very act of like someone up there just belting out noises and strumming their fingers, if you like look at that existentially or what like an alien race would think about what they were watching, you're like, this. I don't know, it's kind of silly that I'm worshiping someone yeah. in front of me up there. Absolutely. Crooning. Yeah. But I think that's important to... to be let the emotions wash over you when you win, and then the negative stuff justify to yourself that you need to not feel that. That's way. it. Like, like, and be well adjusted enough to be able to do that. Right. If I took it to, if I took it to what I feel about art, like I'm really, really passionate about music, but I, I also very much like film and writing. I love celebrating a really good version of any of that. I will feel all of the joy and elation. But it, I've never gone to a concert and then be like, "Fuck this! I hate it! I'm not like I'm not I'm not going to my friend's christening of their kid." They didn't play your song. That show didn't play my favorites. Like, they didn't play your song. That's not. Mm. I've never done that. Oy. But with sports, we're like allowed to. Mm -hmm. And I that's been my kind of my newest 
revelation. Things that should be illegal. It's a good way to compare it. I like that. You know, like that's, yeah. that's what, and that, and I still feel it. <laughs> it's like, uh, so Bob, how fired up do you get? Do you get real fired up still? Or are you kind of, I don't get too fired up anymore. Right. Um, super invested though in the wolves right now. So yeah. that, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. better roller coaster, but with the Vikings, I, my husband is too invested and he just said mm-hmm. like, I, I can't get that invested anymore. And then I just know when to, when to leave. Okay. Um, when they blew that 25 point lead, I mean, we didn't talk for 24 hours. He yeah. wasn't ready to talk yet. And so it was like, okay, I kind of peeked my head in the office in the morning. Nope, not yet. Okay. And went to work. Um, I don't get too invested in the sports stuff anymore. I love watching it. Yep. I'll go to games. I'll support all of it, but I can't let it ruin my day. Yeah. I don't want to not care. So it's, I'm just trying to have perspective. I, I'm more in the, because it's, you know, with where I work. Yeah. I like when there's things happening when there's sure. drama because that mm-hmm, to me is, is good radio. I will listen to matters. it all day long and people are talking about it and I love hearing differing opinions, but I don't get too invested in the wins or losses, but I yeah. get my, I get revved up with like the drama when there's firings, when there's trades, yeah. when something's happening. All of a sudden it's like, Oh shit. And it's, I got to listen to this all day long and I don't want to miss it. It's like, your soap opera, you know, I don't, yeah, I can't miss my stories that's <laughs> you, it. and drama, I just want to hear all of it. A, a big part of the fun. Right. NFL off season is arguably more exciting for me than the actual season. I mm-hmm. agree with you I'm 100%. not afraid to admit that I'm a huge draft Nick. I'm like morbidly obsessed with the draft. Friends text me, especially like draft week. This like all day today, friends are texting me like, Hey, what are we doing? Are we going to get stingly? Is it going to like, I just, I'm so obsessed with it. And I've come to realize over the last five years that I think actually I'm more obsessive about that than the games being played. I like the chess match. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, and that that's it to me. Like if you can look at it on a grander perspective of like, this is an entire giant, it's like a giant machine, right? And you have the ability very rarely to see all of the gears at work. And we get to see most of them with sports. And I like seeing like where this machine is lurching and what I think it's going to be able to do when you add different parts to it. I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I just had to make sure, I, I had to cut off, that negative backlash. Yeah. It was when I figured out that parallel to music, that was like, oh, okay, I can make this work in my right. head now. I just got to like, you know, and there's still times where I'll yell some profanities. and Get like, yourself. Mm-hmm. Serious? But Harold then, runs out of the room and you're like, what have I done? <laughs> but I feel the same way about... That's his cat, not his, not his nephew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way about a lot of things that I know aren't healthy for me. Like every now and then you're like, all right, I'm just going to give into this for a second. And then you take a deep breath. Yeah. You don't let it consume you. And that's, I guess, that that's the biggest thing. But that was a wild digression from, I just think it's fun to pick a random team in a sport that I don't care about. I get, I love curling Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. Every four years, I watch every single curling thing I can because it's the most absurd sport and everybody looks like they're having the greatest time yeah. ever. Yeah, I just, I love that. So, so sometimes graceful. it's just fun to be like, yeah, that. So there we go. Okay. Well, shit. Splash more for the last show, last concert, or last question. There we go. Mm, this is question five. Is it? Wait, no. Oh, you were, you supplanted. Yes. Question yes. five. See? Well, cheers to topic sneaky, number six. Sneaky, sneaky. All right. Barb, tell us someone in your life that asks you for cooking advice or any other advice and ignores everything you say. <laughs> I love this question. Everyone's got <laughs> at least one. And for um, most of us, it's the same person. <laughs> Well, mine, I feel like this kind of answers it. My office, 
<clears throat> is the therapist's office. That doesn't surprise the, me at the, yeah. the running, it's not even a joke because it's true. Everyone's cried in my office. And that, but what I like is, yep, that's what it's here for. If you got to, if you got to get it out, you come in here, you can have your moment. If you want to tell me what it is, fine. I've had people come in there and not even say anything. Really? Yeah. Cause it, sometimes you got to get it out. Sometimes you're so mad. It comes out your eyes. That has um, to be a huge compliment for you though, because people have to feel safe in order to yeah, do that. I know yep. that is, it, that speaks. It says a lot it, about it, who it you feels, are. It feels sure. good. Um, but you know, like personal stuff we've had, I mean, there's a lot of people I work with and, you know, ups and downs or whatever. And that, so the running joke is everybody's cried in Barb's office <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've cried in my office, but that's what it's there for. Um, and I, and I usually give my advice. Most of the time it's asked for. Sometimes I just offer it when it's not, because that's just what I do. Um, and there are people that don't listen to it, and it's very frustrating because then they'll be back yeah. a week or a month later with the same issues. Um, but for the most part, it's just all about, like, you know, be stronger. It, we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. In a year, you're going to look back on this and be like, yep, I'm okay now. But my office is the therapist couch on the floor. And that's, Totally fine. Everybody's welcome. Come on in whenever you need to. If you got to kick. You can kick tell. You see the quivering lip in the doorway. You're like, Here yep. We go. Yep. And I've, I've kicked people out before to people who don't pick up on the fact that somebody else is there and we've got real problems. Mm. And I don't even tiptoe around anymore. The other day, I literally, I just looked at this person in there and I go, get out. Like, cause this other person was there and they, they got to get it out. Like, I, we're not going to sit here and tap dance for a while yeah, and yeah. you're not getting it. Get out. Yeah. And we got to it without giving out too too many like any, <laughs> mm-hmm. asking for any specifics. Yeah. Is uh, the people that don't listen to the advice that you give? Is there a genre that you see people ignore more? Like, is it like a relationship thing, or is it like a job thing, or is it a life thing, or arguing with y- your parents? Or uh, no, a, parent? a lot of it is just about because I'm kind of a tough old bird. So it's generally me just saying, you got to do this. You need to say this. You need to do this. You need to stand up for this. And it's, well, I'm not like you. I can't. Yeah, yeah, no, you can. can. You can. Everybody can. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah. But so sometimes it's just because there's so many differing personalities too. So it's probably hard. I I am a lot. <laughs> and that's okay. And so I'm sometimes I just look at people like, well, just go say something, go do this, or just say that, <laughs> say what you're thinking. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know, I can't do that. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, just come back next week. I won't charge you anything. We'll it's fine. <laughs> it's it's okay. Everybody's their own person, and that's okay. That's can't get frustrated. Oh, I love that. I for me, it was it was really really easy and. She listens to this sometimes, so mom, I'm sorry. I love you, mom. But mom, it's I don't know what happens between us when I when I give you a recipe, but it's never you sub <laughs> my mom subs in everything. And I love it because she's always on a journey to figure out a way to be healthier mm-hmm. and to figure out how to how to do this in a more organic and better for the environment way. I'm not sarcastic about any of that. I think it's a great way to go about it. But there is a weird break that happens where like we'll have like a classic recipe from our family and I never know what I'm going to get when it's coming out because there's always some new spin and I did this and it's, it's not, I understand why she's doing it, but there are certain parameters that you have to set up. And if I want it to taste like this, then we just have to keep going down that road. 
you can't sub all of the ingredients out for something and then still call it the same thing. Correct. I am down if we want to call it something else. I am down to always try something new. Mm -hmm. And anytime that there's a way to make something a little bit healthier, I'm down to at least try it. But oh my God, please do not use that same name. (laughs) Because if I am coming over knowing that X is going to be there and I was not allowed to cook it for whatever reason, (laughs) then it better be the thing that I am hoping for. That I came over for. Oh, you use dates in this? Great. Exactly. I remember uh, my, and this runs in my my whole family. My wife is more devoted to desserts than anyone I have ever met in the world. Uh, If you besmirch brown sugar in our house, doesn't even matter if it was within earshot, my wife will come at you. Like a spider monkey. We do not fuck with sugar. (laughs) And we went to a family. The first time that she met my extended family, I brought her to a family reunion. And I just looked over and she was just staring at the dessert table. And I was like, oh God. And I went over there and everything was just berries and nuts. There was no, like one thing had carob in it, but there's no chocolate. There's no sugar. Okay. And she just goes, what? the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh yeah this is uh those used to be like chocolate something with peanut butter on it and now it's carob and date with uh almond butter spread i would assume uh that used to be fruitcake and now it's just like a a healthy granola and oat mix with a bunch of dried berries in it like it's just hell it's just not, you know, like, it's just not, you can't, no, don't right. say it's dessert. Breakfast, not dessert. Yeah. Right. Say, say, take these with you in your pocket, and when you need sustenance on your walk, yeah, this will provide oh, you with the fuel yeah. that your body needs. Enjoy these yep. on the way to Mordor. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Yes, enjoy these. I'm going to wrap them in hankies. <laughs> Try not to let Smeagol steal them from you. Stick over your shoulder. Little bindle. Yeah. Uh-huh. That all makes sense. It is, it is good for you, but we can't call that dessert. That just, it can't, it can't be. And so that's like, it's always, oh, we're doing, okay. Uh, no, we're, we just have to come up with a different name. And then it's something different. That's, I think that's the thing. And then it's always like, oh, this is so good when I make something. And then it's like, I don't even know if I want to give you the recipe. Because you're going to look at it. And the reason it's so good is because there's stuff that's bad for you in it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say, well, I'm going to make that, but I'm going to make it healthy. Mm-hmm. And now it's not that. No. It's just Stuff not. that's good for you can also be delicious, but you can't take something that is good because it's bad and make it healthier. Yep. It's usually doesn't work. Nope. Just pick something that's already healthy. It, yep. can, be, it can taste good. Just don't and just try and <laughs> change something that's already good because it's so bad for and you. And just because Trader <laughs> Joe's uses the word superfood on something right. doesn't necessarily mean this is actually going to be super good for you if you just swap out whatever Correct. you're going to use. <laughs> Charles, what about you? My answer is also my mother. And that's what made this question occur to me is that she'll say, you know, she'll call me and say, uh, Charles, how long I, how long I do artichokes in the instant pot? Be like 12 minutes high pressure. And I'll go to her house 45 minutes later and they're still, I'm like, what, did you just get these started? And, you know, no, she's been cooking them for a fucking hour. Oh God. It's, it's always the case. She doesn't trust me. She adds time. Yep. Uh, another thing that's sort of funny about this whole thing is she always cooks things way longer than I tell her to. And I'm like, why did you ask me? Don't ask questions you already have the answer to. But I was in a meeting last week with a client of mine. And we were talking about like the collaborative process of like, if I'm, if I'm working on a project in my studio for a client and then they have someone internally that doesn't have a lot of experience working on the same file. Once it's like gone into their hands, I don't want to have to edit the edits. And the analogy I made is, 
if I'm grilling a steak at my mom's house and I'm ready to take it off because it's fucking done, and she says, no, keep it on. I want it to be cooked more. I walk away. I'm done with this yeah. process. I did my part. It's ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. You're ready to eat. Let it rest 10 minutes. Slice into it. But if you're telling me, keep it on the grill, I'm no longer responsible for what happens to that steak. I am removing myself from the grill. It is now your responsibility to figure out whatever the fuck it is that you're doing with this steak. And I thought that was that was the first time I've used that, yeah. that analogy, and I'll probably tuck that one away because I like to reuse that's analogies. Legit. But I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good analogy for this particular scenario where you're just talking about how sometimes a project gets passed to somebody and then it gets mixed up from what my original vision was. And then if it gets passed back to me, I'm like, well, that's not what I was doing. That's not what my vision was for this. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's that's the scenario with my mom. And it's funny because Lebanese people will eat raw beef. They'll eat lahamnaye, which is like literally cubes of raw beef that you dip in salt. Or kibbe, kibbe naye, which is so raw kibbe, which is ground beef with bulgur wheat and, and some uh, mint and, oh, so and um, onions and lots of black pepper and salt. So my mom will eat kibbe naye, but if you cook her a steak medium rare, she's like, oh, it's still raw. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you were eating raw beef yesterday. <laughs> Literally raw beef yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like if you didn't grind it yourself, there are so many more chances for a contaminant to come in that way. For sure, and we do we do grind it ourselves, right? But it's just but like at a restaurant, and then the misnomer that that's blood—it's not blood. They removed all the blood. It's protein. Why wasn't it bloody before you cooked it? It's because that's not blood. Can I throw one more out without saying his name specifically? Mm. That he listens, and I want him to know how frustrating this is. Okay. I have one friend that I have known for fifteen years. And for 15 straight years, I have sent him music. I think this is up your alley. I'm in love with this. Like, check it out, whatever. Uh, Three or four months later, he will send it back to me. It's in the text thread. Mm -hmm. He will send it back to me and say, oh, man, have you heard this band? They're awesome. And every time I'm so tempted to, like, take the screenshot. Is it Ken? It's not Ken. Okay. <laughs> it's not Ken. Ken just doesn't listen to me. Ken only listens Ken to Ken I love yeah. you. He just, Ken, you only listen to the things that you want to listen He'll to. He'll send me the same so. band two hours apart. I'm yeah. like, but, where have you been? But, uh, again, I haven't had this conversation with him, so I don't feel right calling him out on here if I haven't called him out directly. Mm. But it did pop into my brain as I was talking about cooking that, holy shit, like, this has happened probably 15 to 20 times in the last 15 years. Someone's eyes right now, someone's eyes right now are getting really narrow. Yeah. Like, oh, what's his name on Futurama? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's me. You. <laughs> so like invite him to shows and whatnot. That's my favorite is I'd be like, Hey, I have an extra ticket. Would you come to the show with me? I know you don't know them, but trust me, they're awesome. And then four months later, I'd be like, have you heard of this band? These guys are great. I'm like, dude, Aww. I offered you a free <laughs> ticket to the show. <laughs> And, the, oh, man, really? Oh, I don't, yeah. All right, well, anyway, they're awesome. Like, yep. Okay. Yeah, I know. So, mm, the next time this happens, mm. I'm going to call you out. And it's going to happen, <laughs> and it's going to be fun. <laughs> I like being sneaky. And I hope he's listening to this right now. It's so great. <laughs> and I hope there's, like, two other people that think it's them, even though it's not. <laughs> oh, there's a whole bunch of people. I send out music oh. to everybody. Whenever I find something, like, that I love, it's just, like, I just want to, like, like literally shoot it out like a sprinkler to mm-hmm. everybody and be like, this is awesome. And I don't know why they're not famous here. Everyone <laughs> listen to them. And then hopefully it works. And sometimes it does. And then most of the time music R. industry R. is awful right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. 
just brutal. That's I brutal. admire that you still send them to people that don't seem to respond because I usually get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm bothering this person now. I don't even want to do it anymore. In this is a, a just a weird guilt thing, but in the days of um, like tapes and, and CDs when you could just like dub something or burn something, mm-hmm. I got given a lot of stuff at like shows. Mm-hmm. Like somebody would be like, dude, you got to check these guys out. Same. And like, you know, you get drunk or whatever, you end up at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. I'd leave at places sometimes. And there were a number of bands that I missed out on in my early 20s because I left whatever burn CD I got from somebody. And then I'd find out the next time that I went to their show and was like, oh, my God, these guys are great. My buddy would be like, dude, that was the CD I gave you at that last show. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, sorry, I didn't. Or when I when it would be a tape and I didn't have a tape player. I'm like, I don't know what to do with yeah, this. Yeah, what do you want me to do with this? I don't have that media. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Recycle it. Save the environment. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, there's a little bit of that that, like, I remember doing that a couple times. So now I just want to make sure. But also, in in this era right now, fucking PSA for people who are music fans in this era right now, if you can find a band that's just up and coming right now and you like them, buy shit from their website, buy merch, buy their record, buy their whatever CD, buy it digitally, purchase something from them because that's the only way that they're making money right now. It's that and touring. So just go out and do it. And that's my hope is that if I keep sending stuff out, it works. Like we talked about uh, Orville Peck like five or six episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And I have had so many people reach out to me and be like, holy fuck, this dude's amazing. And now he sold out back-to-back nights at the main room at First Half. Not that I did that, but just yeah, I love that yeah. a lot of people that listen to this show are going to that show and help sell it out. That's cool. I like, I like that that helps artists continue to be able to tour and do that. Because if yeah. we don't support the art we love... Why on earth would they keep making it? For sure. I mean, they will because you have to if you're an artist. But like to actually be able to push out mm-hmm. and tour and do all that, yeah, that's it's just brutal. So on that fun note, <laughs> on that brutal note, uh, I really I I don't know if you remember this. I I messaged you uh, a while ago, I think on Twitter, and and I just said that. I look forward to getting to listen to you on, on radio. And I wanted to be able to say that in person. Thank you. I just really enjoy your view on things and it doesn't matter like what station it's on. It's just really, it's very flattering that you, uh, you decided to be on the show with us. Uh, but I also just want to say it's doing all the things that you do and wearing all the hats that you wear. That's also not easy. So just thank you for all that you're adding to the sports community, the music community, like all of that. Because there's there are so many things that a lot of people that are listening right now don't know that you have your hands in just to try and make sure that it balances out. So I wanted to make sure that you understood that it's a very important job that you're doing. Thank you very much. That's really sweet. Thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was I fun. I told Quam today that I, for as many times as I've heard you on my radio i've never seen you oh. <laughs> and he said do you want to and i was like fuck no we're i'm about to meet her i think it's way more fun yeah. like <laughs> meet someone for, for, to put a face to the the voice mm-hmm. for the first time like in person is way cooler than like googling it and that's funny because i listen to a lot of podcasts where i have no idea what the people look yeah. like yeah i'm sure people listen to us and they have we have way more listeners that are people <laughs> we don't know many of them have no idea what we look like i actually think that's kind of funny it is it was, that. it's actually really fun. Um, we've been able to go to a number of twins games and I think a Vikings game or two mm-hmm. together. And it is, it's hilarious because you have this huge personality, but yet you can kind of exist underneath the radar. But every now and then, I don't know if you ever noticed this when you're talking, 
people will kind of be like, I feel like I know that. Yeah, I have a, so my whole life, and I specifically remember going to the Apple River, insert jokes here, when I was 19, and one of my friends. Listen, if you're still sitting here, that means you survived. I made it. Hashtag beaver fever. Yep. Um, One of my friends got super drunk. And she got lost. Wait a minute. At the Apple Yep. Apple, if you can believe this. Come on. You guys, it was nuts. Um, and she got lost. And she was wandering. I mean, this was midnight. I mean, she was wandering through the campgrounds. Oh, and shit. she was like, oh. I heard your voice. And oh. that's how I like could find Follow a way and could like come back. And so <laughs> I don't know if people like the voice, but I, I it's it's different. It's weird. I know it's weird. Sometimes it's embarrassing. But I, I'm just glad she found her way back to the campsite. <laughs> what kind of dumb horror movie shit would it be if they were following your voice and it was literally someone's stereo and like a van? Like, no! Machete, machete, machete. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, like, I, I feel like I, I get that a little bit just because I've been on microphones so much around the Twin Cities and there are people, but I'm also just a giant. So usually <laughs> it's like, I think that's him, depending on if I'm fat or less fat, they'll like, I think that's him and then they wait and then I'll say something and then they tell me that. They're like, I saw you and I thought it was you, but then I heard you talk. Yeah, I was like, I knew they it was wait. You. And I, I, I fantasize about not being head and shoulders larger than most people because I feel like when we went to the last... The, the home opener. Mm-hmm. I was so jealous because you could literally, like if, if you had a sign up saying who you were, <laughs> you would be mobbed by people no, wanting to tell you not. about the show, tell you their thoughts. Here's what, why does common <laughs> talk about golf? Like everything. They're just, you get peppered, but, but you got to just like walk through. And yet I had every Bobo who's ever been to a nightclub that I DJed at, like walking up be like, come dude. I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, can I get a beer? Okay, so that would be someone who recognizes you from the way you look. Because for me, it's almost exclusively when people recognize me, it's this situation. Sure. And I'm pointing to my fucking beard. It's a solid beard. Where people, yeah. if people have seen me anywhere, you know, Instagram or something I've done or an event I've been at, start right up to me. I recognize you. And then for me, sorry, but if it's like a... 5'8", clean-shaven white guy with short brown hair. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with the color Vanta Black? We talk about, yeah. you bring it up on the podcast all the time, yeah. Just wanted to make sure that we, yeah. we had that. Yeah, so it's black, literally, the blackest it's, black. It's the blackest black. Okay. Like, that's what I refer to that beard as. Let me give, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it. it's like the amount of, because it's not, you know, there's like gradation and color. It's like super dark brown and black. Yeah. But it's the amount of fill like <laughs> that makes it look so dark. Half of the NFL wears like black on their mm-hmm. face yeah. to try and soak up all of the lights. Yeah. I feel like you should be under stadium lights because <laughs> your beard is just taking all up. It really is. It's a good beard. Yeah, when so. I have sunglasses and a hat on, I have no face at all. <laughs> it's just a little nose. No face. <laughs> yep. Cartoon burglar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, if people want to keep up with what you're doing, Mm -hmm. know what you're up to, uh, where where would you like them to follow you? Um, You can follow me on Twitter, Lil B K F A N, uh, on Instagram, Barb Naren. Uh, and if they wanted, if they are locally in the Twin Cities, uh, are there any certain shows to tell? Uh, yep. So KFAN Fridays at one o'clock. Um, we play, well, we kind of just talk a little nonsense um, the first 30 minutes. And then we have a serious game called Password that we yeah. play every Friday at one thirty, yep. And it is intense. 
Um, and then Cities 97.1 um, weekends, uh, 2 to 7. Hell yeah. So thank you guys. This was great. I appreciate it so much. No, it was such a blast we having you on. We appreciate you. This was fucking awesome. It was great to meet you. Yeah. And uh, maybe instead of us hawking our uh, our own socials again, we'll just remind everybody, like, share this out. Tell your friends. Uh, we're just hanging out, having fun, having drinks with great people and having a good conversation. And I'll add my usual counterpoint because I also usually don't even give my socials out. But just listen. If you're yeah. here now, you listen to the whole episode and I appreciate you. Just keep listening. Probably want more. Good thing we're going to make more. What? Huzzah. Uh, and you know what? No, we're going to stop at 49. <laughs> there we go. We're done. <laughs> stop at 49. Kill it. Strike the set. Uh, and you know what? I, I'm just going to say, go Wolves. Go Wolves. It's such a yeah. fun team to cheer for. No matter when you're listening. Let's yeah. go Wolves. Just go Wolves. Good Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Yeah.